1: Their voices echo across the vacant station parking
0: lot as they debate the merits of the great American radio show that have been missing for far too
1: long. On that night, an idea was born. That idea became the FDH Lounge. Welcome to the FDH Lounge.
0: Hello, everyone. Welcome to FDH Lounge Mini Episode 1529. This is FDH Managing Partner Rick Morris here and we have one of our favorite FDH Lounge dignitaries with us here today slash sportsology proprietor slash author and uh, he is of course one of the authors of the top 75 players in pro basketball history uh, along with uh, actually yours truly coincidentally and the great Ben Chu I speak of course of our great friend Russ Cohen and uh, right about this time of year every year we get together we preview the upcoming NHL season, and uh, this year is no different. We're getting together to do that and to uh, look forward to what should be a very interesting campaign. Had some sort of big tweaks in the offseason among some of the top teams in the league here, and uh, we're going to get together and kind of prognosticate uh, how we think the 2022-2023 season is going to play out. So with that, I reach over, I make the hot tag to my good friend Russ Cohen. Great to have you, and as always, buddy, how you doing today? Good, Rick. How are you? Fine, thanks. It's uh, going to be uh, very interesting to get into all of this. Uh, as far as some of the big moves that happened here in the offseason, uh, arguably the most unexpected one happened right here in the Buckeye State when uh, you had one of the most talented players in the world shockingly ending up in the state of Ohio. But enough about Donovan Mitchell. Uh, I want to bring up Johnny Hockey going to Columbus. And uh, that was something that was, uh, I would say, equally shocking with the uh, Donovan Mitchell news, but uh, the signing with uh, Columbus is not really, I think, anything anybody saw coming uh, at once the free agency period happened. Or am I wrong? You're, you're better wired than anybody I know in the hockey media world, so if anybody would have heard anything, you would have. But, I mean, were you getting any kind of a sniff and, of that?
1: And, you know, he lives close to me. Uh, I think it just sort of, morphed into that because the Flyers weren't going to happen, and when the Flyers weren't going to happen, I think that's when Goudreau uh, changed his course, spoke to Eric Robinson, who was another New Jersey guy, played at Princeton, played with Goudreau's younger brother, so Goudreau's friends with him, and, and he really lured him there, and uh, then Yarmul got on the phone and you know made him the write-off. For, like I think that's really the way it happened. It, it, it was not a... Um, a long pursuit it was a quick pursuit it was just you know I think Johnny had other plans they didn't they weren't going to happen so you know it was a good contingency plan
0: now that's one of those things where again maybe it's a knee-jerk kind of a reaction to have but you look at it and, and of course Calgary regrouped subsequently and we'll talk about that but that's just one of those things On the surface, the thought is, how organizationally do you let that happen? I mean, I realize with the kind of year they were having last year, dealing him at the deadline uh, wasn't going to be the case. But when you let arguably one of the top five players in the world walk away for nothing, uh, that's just a gaping stab wound to the belly here, essentially. So in terms of how they let it get there in the first place, do you think there's any amount of money or any amount of anything they could have done that could have locked this thing down?
1: No, I don't think he wanted to go there. I go back. I think um, he didn't get an offer the year before, so they kind of threw him out there and was like, "We're like, hey, show us Johnny," and he did. And then all of a sudden, they make him this big dollar offer, and I think he was like, you know, too little, too late. I think that's really how it worked out.
0: Yeah, well, that's therein lies the danger in saying prove it, because uh, if they yep. do prove it, uh, then you may not be prepared for what comes next. <laughs> Clearly, they weren't and uh, so they end up uh, making a move here, and uh, Calgary uh, being a disappointment in the playoffs with the way that they went down to Edmonton, and arguably the biggest disappointment in the playoffs with how they showed up or didn't for their series with Tampa Bay was Florida, so in the end here, it's these two squads getting together and uh, really shaking things up in a big way. Florida, of course, also making a coaching change, but beyond that, uh, the movement of star players back and forth to try and freshen up both club houses uh, that uh, between the, the Goudreau signing in Columbus and, and this essentially, I, I would say probably your biggest moves of the off season.
1: Yeah. I mean, they brought in, you know, Uyghur and Hubert. they certainly are a better defensive team. Now. I think they're going to miss some of the offense, you know, getting son Milano, I had a little more offense too, but um, you know, Jacob Markstrom was kind of exposed last year because he didn't have a decent defense in front of him. It's going to help. Uh, there's no way Calgary scores the same amount of points, but they probably won't give up the same amount. So I think they're uh, they're in good shape. True living really saved his job.
0: Yeah, you have to think so, the way that that uh, played out. And, of course, uh, both of these teams are going to be back uh, very strongly in the mix here uh, as we look at this uh, division by division. Uh, starting with the Atlantic, Uh, aforementioned Florida. I mean, they're going to be right there in the mix. This is a division that is brutal and impenetrable, probably I would say one through three, Uh, because in whatever order, I mean, you have uh, Tampa Bay, who's been to the final the last three years and won two of them. Uh, Of course, uh, Toronto, who came, you know, arguably closer than ever to finally getting over the hump and beating Tampa Bay last year and getting out of the first round, although it didn't happen. Uh, Florida coming off of the president's run last year, having the best record in the league. So you got those three. You got Boston, I think, kind of coming back to the pack a little bit. Ottawa really stepping up big time with some of their moves. You got my Red Wings that I figure are probably at least about a year or so away, but I think could be in the yep. periphery of the of the playoff hunt this year yep. based on the way that they went. Uh, Montreal coming off of just a really really brutal season and i got a reference here. I'm going to pop uh, my good friend and FDH Lounge dignitary, John Adams, because he always loves when I uh, paraphrase this reference about the country of Brazil. you got the Buffalo Sabres, who in my book, they're the team of the future, and they always will be. So, quite a grab bag of a division there, Russ.
1: Yeah, I think the Sabres will be good um, in a year, also, when their goaltending's figured out. They really have a lot of great players, uh, prospects, and ones that are developing. So, I'll disagree with that, but for this okay. year, you're right. Um, I don't love the Leafs, and I don't love their goaltending, but um, they should make the playoffs, although Tavares is out for three weeks now with an oblique,
0: uh-huh. so I
1: kind of wonder if that's the start of something bad for them. But I'll still put them in the playoffs. The Bruins, I don't think, are going to make it. Right. They they're, they don't have McEvoy, Gryzlik. They're missing Marchand all at the start of the season. That's going to go for a while. That's going to hurt them, uh, you know, they brought in Krejci, but the fans used to scream at Krejci for not scoring. <laughs> now they're happy he's back until like a month he's not scoring, and then you know, then they'll start yelling at him again. So I think, I think that's problematic. Panthers are the Panthers; they're good. Um, they signed um, Spencer Knight to a three-year deal. He's definitely their next goalie. I think at some point they're going to get rid of um, Bob in some sort of uh, deal, but will it be this year or next year? Not sure, but that's that's what they're planning on. Uh, I think the, uh, you know, the lightning are still there. but I think the Ottawa Senators could make it. I really like the moves they made. Uh, Tim Stutzla is getting there. Norris had a great year. Jake Sanderson's going to have an impact this year. Could be a Calder uh, candidate uh, on defense. It helps their defense. Uh, they they do have um, a lot of youth that's starting to come around. Like I mentioned, Stutzla, and and they mix in some veterans. They brought in Cam Talbot, who I think will solidify their goaltending better than they have have had it in the last couple of years. That's why I don't like um, a lot of the Leafs goaltending, because I don't like Matt Murray anymore. I don't think he's the same. Um, So I think Ottawa's going to be in the mix. Canadians, no. Sabres, no. Red Wings, like you said, periphery.
0: Yeah, I I think the Red Wings are going to be in it up until the end, but uh, I think a year away from making a uh, decent run at uh, slash in the playoffs. Uh, I've, I've got Ottawa as the fourth team coming out of the Atlantic. I've got the Atlantic having four playoff teams. Ottawa being uh, the final of them. Uh, you go to the Metropolitan Division and uh, yours toughest than hockey, yeah. And I tell you, I think this is going to be a nice rivalry the next couple of years. Your Rangers in Carolina. We got a taste of it in the playoffs. And uh, to me, they are uh, the cream of the crop in this division. And I think they are separated by a pretty decent amount from the other teams in the division. Uh, You've you've got uh, Washington and Pittsburgh, I think, both kind of fading a bit uh, from where they've been the last couple of years, although I still do have Washington as a playoff team. I I think Columbus can jump up enough to grab that fourth playoff spot, Uh, again, with, with the moves they were making. Uh, the Islanders not the same team without uh, Barry Trotz. Who saw that coming, right? <laughs> I mean,
1: yeah, that was that was interesting. And then you know, um, Andres Lee kind of threw some shade at Barry too a couple weeks ago, so something happened there that was unexpected. Uh, yeah, I don't think the Islanders
0: are a playoff team. No, I no, I don't either. Uh, you know, Philadelphia, you cover them extensively. They're not even close. They're a ways away, and then uh, New Jersey. Uh, they're they're a team that uh, I, I don't know. Periphery, I thought,
1: periphery.
0: You you think they could be back to the periphery? Okay, I, I, they're they're a team where again they've really kind of confused me the last year or two because I, I didn't think they'd be as bad as they had been. But uh, you think they they've they've made it to where they could be at the periphery of a playoff uh, contention?
1: I do. Um, You know, Jack Hughes is an emerging superstar in the league. If uh, the goaltending can be just a little more solidified, which I think it might be now, Vanacek's pretty good. Um, You have that going. You know, Nimich, I think, is going to start the year in uh, the AHL and then eventually come up at the end of the year, possibly with Luke Hughes when Michigan's all said and done with their season. So I think there's going to be a late surge for them. So I think there'll be a periphery team.
0: Interesting. I've got uh, Pittsburgh uh, missing the playoffs uh, for what would be probably the first time in a long time, albeit right there on the periphery. Like I said, I'm giving Columbus that fourth playoff spot over them. Uh, How do you see that shaking out with the team sort of at the edge there, like Washington, Columbus, Pittsburgh?
1: Yeah, I think Pittsburgh's still really close. Um, Jerry did really well. I was watching them practice for the last four days because I was um, at a tournament and it was at the same link. I think they've still got a decent amount of talent. I think they may um, get in there instead of Washington. I think Laviolette's going to maybe uh, have trouble this year, take a step back. They did bring in goaltending, but it's Garcy Kemper, who can be uh, a bit of an adventure at times. And that's what the problem was last year at the Caps. Plus, they're getting a little older. I do feel like Columbus can be that other team and and step up. I, I like Ms. Lickens. I, I think Goudreau, the... You know, they still have a good blue line there. Line A signed there for a few more years. That should be a really good power play. So I really do like that. I think the Penguins are still going to get in. I think it's going to be the Capitals that are out.
0: Interesting. Yeah, those are those are all going to be the teams, I think, right there in the mix, uh, fighting for the three and four spots uh, behind Carolina and the Rangers. Uh, you get into the uh, Western Conference here and uh, the Central Division, is uh very very interesting uh i i don't look for a lot of change at the top as far as again colorado is the best team in the division uh, mm-hmm. i i think minnesota st louis they're they're both going to be fighting for that two seed i think in the division I, I i've got nashville a little bit back of there i i think winnipeg can can grab one of the uh playoff spots there as well i've got five teams coming out of the central uh, I've got Dallas as a near miss. Arizona, well back of that in their nice little cozy five thousand seat arena. And uh, Chicago, to me, is going to have the worst record in the league by far with the way that they are now in full on uh, tank mode here. But uh, it's uh, it's a division that's interesting, and I think it has decent depth until you get to the bottom two teams. How do you see it shaking out?
1: Yes, there's no there's no doubt Chicago's in tank mode. Um... The Coyotes are going to be on the road like the first twenty games because of that new rink. So they're they're going to be the leaders in the clubhouse for the kind of regard sweep sweepstakes. That's for sure. I look at the uh, the Jets as a non playoff team, even though you look at them as a playoff team. I think they're in some transition. Uh, I do like the coaching change, but I do, and still have good goaltending. But that, that that locker room was split. They're still going to have some trouble. Like Wheeler, no longer captain, but still there. I think. He's not thrilled being there. So I think there's some issues there. Um, I look at the Wild, and I still think they're um, good enough to make it. If I had to pick the Wild or the Predators, I'm going to take the Wild. I don't know if UC Soros could replicate what he did last year. The Avalanche will win the division. Uh, The Blues will definitely be in it. You know, the Stars are the interesting ones. The Stars, the Wild, or the Preds somebody's not making it right and mm-hmm. you know the, the stars are really close i really do like ottinger uh, i do think their defense is good if they could get a little more out of sagan i know he's coming back from injuries and it's never going to be exactly the same you know there's still I hope jason robertson though is still a holdout at some point he's going to have to sign you know push comes to shove i'm going to say preds out wildin stars and blues and avalanche in.
0: okay all right, so you've got five teams coming out of the uh, Central as well?
1: Wait, that's what I just said, four. Oh. One, two, <laughs> three, four.
0: Okay, all right.
1: Avalanche, Stars, Wild
0: Blues. All right, we're taping a little later in the day. I'll blame it on that. But uh, yeah. <laughs> So the uh, in the Pacific Division, so you all have four teams coming out there as well. I've only got yes. three. Uh, I've got Edmonton and Calgary that I think are the class of the division by a decent amount. And then mm-hmm. uh, the other spot from there, I'm going to give it to Vancouver, uh, mm-hmm. who uh, has uh, over over the last uh, you know year or two really sort of not progressed the way that some people expected them to. But uh, I'm going to pencil them in for that spot there. Uh, L.A. making the playoffs last year a little ahead of schedule in their rebuild. I, I've got them just falling short. Uh, Vegas uh, barely short as well. Uh, Anaheim, uh, fairly just just short of that. I've got Seattle jumping up and having a little bit of a progression here, but uh, outside of the playoffs, and then I've got San Jose in last. So how do you see the Pacific, Russ?
1: Yeah, I mean, the Kraken, I think, will be a little better. I mean, Matty Beniers is, is terrific, and he's really matured. So he'll, he'll be a top player in the league. Uh, Shane Wright might make the team. We'll see. Uh, that could really help him. Uh, you know, I like – how the Ducks are going, but I still don't think they're going to make it either. Uh, the Sharks definitely not going to make it. They could be last in the division. It's possible. The Kings are close. The Kings have been doing things. They have money to spend. They'll spend the deadline. But right now I got to kind of pick them out. I think it's, you know, like you said, Calgary, Edmonton, uh, Vancouver. You know, I love that. I think Quinn Hughes will have a big year. I uh, keep a Miller is smart. You know, they've gone status quo, although Besser, who always is hurt, is hurt again uh, for a few weeks with a broken hand, I think. Something like that. So, still, I'm going to take them in there and Golden Knights. Even though they are super thin on depth, they might just have enough. So, Logan Thompson, not exactly the best goal you want to um, to fuel a playoff run, but maybe uh, at the deadline they'll be able to upgrade there. So, right now, that's how I think it's going to go.
0: Well, they'll be looking to, and again... Uh, Vegas has uh, been in, in real wheeling and dealing mode ever since they've come into the league. So if there's anybody that's going to be able to make it happen or at least be trying very hard, uh, it would be them. So Well, they're
1: going to do it until they sell the last possible asset that they have. That's the way it's going to go for them.
0: Yeah, yeah. And, you know, and, and it's worked out well. I mean, first... Major. Pro it has now.
1: It's not going to in a couple of years. Sure. In a sure. couple of years, Jack Eichel's going to be right back where he was with Buffalo, I think.
0: Oh, absolutely, and uh, going to have a lot more city miles on him uh, by that point as well. So yeah, yes. there's going to be that. But uh, I, I, I'm looking at it partially in terms of uh, what what they've done to to kind of you know build and maintain interest in that market. Uh, that as as the first major pro sports team to market there in Vegas, uh, they have had. Mm-hmm. Uh, an, an amazing following and, and great fan loyalty. and uh, They're the
1: number one team. It's not even close. The Raiders are having no impact in that market compared to them.
0: Yeah. And that, uh, well, and, and, and again, the, the, the Raiders, uh, you know, uh, mismanaging uh, so many different things over a period of time. Uh, that doesn't make things
1: easier as a well. A period of time. It's been like two decades.
0: Oh, yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, it really ever <laughs> since... Yeah, I mean the, the the last Super Bowl that they made it to, where uh, Chucky ended up putting the boots to them, and then the wheels kind of fell off after that. I felt
1: bad. That was the. I felt like they were the better team in that Super Bowl, but the center went and flew the coop and went to Mexico. Remember the starting center? That yes. was
0: Yes, yes, that was. Uh, and and I will say. Interestingly, when uh, Chris Galloway and I were doing the uh, divisional previews this year and then making our picks in the NFL, I, I, I said, because we both picked uh, Bills over Rams in the Super Bowl, and I said, wouldn't that be funny? 20 years to the day of, or maybe not the exact day, of you know, Chucky versus the uh, the Raiders in the Super Bowl, what if Von Miller comes back to take down the Rams in the <laughs> Super Bowl 20 years <laughs> later? How about that?
1: <laughs> yeah, the only thing is... I will say this. um, Stafford's not healthy. They're not going anywhere.
0: Yeah, that is true. And uh, they they haven't necessarily looked that great uh, this year. And uh, again, uh, I I could only hope from my own bitter perspective that uh, the defending champions in the NHL, uh, Colorado, whom I loathe as a longtime Red Wings fan, would look so uh, shaky but uh, there's no reason we leave... <laughs> No, there's no reason to believe that they will unfortunately uh, as as part of the worst summer ever with Golden State and Colorado both winning uh, here but uh, you know Colorado again uh, the the change in goal uh, that is going to be something that was thought to be I think almost inevitable you know you got your goalie coming up on a contract coming off of the Stanley Cup here so the only real question that there is with them Going into the season, but that was the only real question they had last year was Kemper, and they managed to win with him. So they do have a system where they can win around a round of goalie.
1: Yeah, no question. I mean, that was a an interesting thing because I covered the Cup, and and there's no question that um, Kemper did struggle um, at times. And now they've potentially upgraded with Georgiev. I like Georgiev. They um, they asked him what his system was the other day. He said his system is to stop the puck. That's yeah. the system. And, and that's what he is he's just a real meat potatoes kind of goalie he's not the greatest backup but when he has had to come in and be the guy uh-huh. the starter for periods of time uh he, he you know he's done very well with that and so i think with this his first real starting gig i think he's going to do very well
0: see the puck stop the puck so is it fair to say that his goalie coach is Manny Ramirez <laughs> <laughs>
1: Or it could be Ty Webb. Uh, yeah, you know, if he's just locked in,
0: <laughs> very much so. Yes. So uh, as as far as uh, I'll give you my predictions here for the season coming out of the different divisions, uh, okay. I'm gonna say uh, Toronto over Florida uh, to come out of the Atlantic. I'm gonna say Carolina over the Rangers in seven, getting their revenge coming out <sighs> of the uh, metropolitan. Colorado over Minnesota in six, I'll say, and then Edmonton over Calgary in six. So I've got a rematch of Colorado and Edmonton in the west. I've got Carolina playing Toronto uh, in the east. Uh, Who are the teams that you see shaking out right now for the conference finals?
1: Yeah, see, this is where the – I'm not going to go through all the playoff consternations because I haven't had a lot of sleep the last few days. (laughs) But I will say that um, in the east, the Hurricanes will not be there. Uh, They will come up short again because of goaltending because I don't know if Freddie Anderson will even stay healthy or do well in the playoffs. You can pick either one. And I think they still have a little bit of trouble scoring. I like Brent Burns there, but that's the issue. I think the Rangers are still going to make it to the conference finals. Whether they can get further or not, we'll um, we'll mention in a moment. So I I think it's going to be – I'm going to go Rangers-Panthers on this one. Okay. I think um, the Panthers – were sorely disappointed like Tampa was a couple of years ago. And I think they're going to have some uh, revenge on their minds. I think the lightning will be there, but I think they might lose at some point. So I'm going to go um, that as the conference final. And then um, over in the West, I think we're talking about Edmonton getting to the conference final. And, you know, this, this is a little tougher. Um, I'm still going to say the abs. Okay. I'm gonna still say it's that matchup again, because uh, that was the matchup last year, right?
0: That was the matchup, yeah. And that yeah, was... I think
1: it's gonna be the matchup again. I do.
0: Yeah, and that uh, that's one where, if it was gonna be anybody else, I would lean towards Minnesota. If, if if somebody puts a gun to your head and is like somebody other than Colorado, who would you say?
1: If it's somebody other than Colorado, uh, maybe the Blues again.
0: Blues. Okay, interesting. Uh, yeah, because this
1: is kind of like it for them. Like Tarasenko is going to leave after this year. Yeah, They've made moves. They're big. They're still talented. Biddington's still a really good goalie. He's won a cup. I think they can still be very dangerous. And yeah. they have some great young players, too.
0: Yeah, that is definitely the case. I agree with that. Now, as far as it goes with Carolina, it's clear you and I don't see them the same way. And that's only going to become more clear the further we go here. But uh, my oh, thought... look
1: at them in the playoffs. They don't score a lot. and. And that's why they've not been getting far. Like, well, tell me who's going to score on the clutch for them.
0: Here's my thing is I'm looking at, based on everything I'm seeing, probably not long before the playoffs, they're going to get back past your radio Am I right about that?
1: Okay. Uh, it's possible. Okay. I'd say that's possible. Okay. But he has to be healthy, too. Yes, yeah, he's so got to be healthy, to that but line, that's... You
0: know. Again, this is a team where, you know, they've got, you know, good firepower. It's a thing yeah, where you're if he's right.
1: back, it'll help him, and he is a clutch guy. I'll grant you that. I still don't love Freddie Anderson to, to advance to a Stanley Cup. I
0: don't. Uh, I've, I've actually got them making it to the final. I've got them over Toronto in seven, Colorado over Edmonton in five. A little deja vu there. And uh, I'm going to go out on the big limb. I, I think it's their year. I'm going to say uh, Carolina over Colorado in six in the final. So planting my flag on the uh, the upset there. I I, I think this I, – I just have a feeling about Carolina this year.
1: I'm going to go Rangers over Carolina in uh, – not over Carolina, over Colorado in six.
0: Okay. All right. Well, uh, hey, I, I'd settle for either one of us being right if it meant that uh, Colorado had to watch somebody else lift the cup. So yeah, I don't, I don't <laughs> care which of us is right as long as one of us is. And good for you if you are right, because uh, uh, again, the Rangers. That's it's not often
1: that, that I would think of picking them, but they are getting <clears throat> some good progress out of their some of their youngsters. So it's making me think it's possible.
0: They are, and that's a thing where. I, I, I will say this, it really surprised me when they beat Carolina in the playoffs last year because the Rangers really kind of proved me wrong because they, they had the look to me of a team. I mean, they had a very good regular season, but that, it was one of those things where I just felt like they were more so a team of the future, and the further it went along in the playoffs, they were proving me wrong and saying, no, Rick, the future is now. They made a believer out of me.
1: Yeah, um, and K. Andrew Miller looks kind of like a world beater beater at the moment so if he's that good and lafreniere is is right he scored a goal tonight um trocek was a good pickup like there's some things to like there. goaltending obviously just lurking one of the best if not the best in the league so i think they could be there i really do i i i'm not saying it because i grew up a ranger fan i just look at them and say they've got the look of the team they got really close last year uh why not this year
0: uh, they're they're right there in the mix, and uh, again, it's not necessarily the uh, uh, the, the kiss of death. Uh, whenever you're picking uh, your own team to win a championship in any sport, uh, I did so with the Cleveland Cavaliers in 2016, and who was right? This guy. So you could very much be right, Russ Cohen. It's not. I necessary. did it. It's, yeah, it's, it's not It. Uh, I I'm refraining this year. I the 20. Get back to me on 2024, but uh, for 2023, I'm still not saying Cavs just yet, but. Uh, Uh, They will be right there, and uh, certainly, uh, who would have said this uh, a month ago? They're in better shape than the Celtics are.
1: (laughs) Yeah, I did pick the Jets one year to win the Super Bowl when they had um, when Parcells was the coach, and they got to the you know the championship game and lost. And I did pick the Mets in '86, and they did win because they were world beaters. I did feel like the Rangers in '94 were going to do it, and they did, but that you know was heart attack, you know, making kind of games or heart attack-provoking kind of game. So, you know, it's happened before, and honestly, I don't think there's been a year since that I've picked the Rangers to win. Even when they were in it against the Kings, I didn't think they were going to beat them. So, you know, I'm a little more bullish on them this year.
0: Yeah, no, you have every right to be. They are on a short list, I think, of the real contenders in this league, the teams that can go uh, all the way. Uh, Any other notes on the season that uh, we didn't hit here, Russ?
1: You know, I think... um, it's going to be an interesting season in the sense that the schedule has changed. So some teams are not playing the same amount of games in division anymore. Mm-hmm. And I think that could uh, affect things down the stretch because now every team plays everybody, right. You know, yep. they, They're sticking with that. So, um, so that could be interesting. I, I feel like um, COVID won't be as big a problem this year, but I still think it's going to rear its head at some point. Yes. But I think, but I think the league's got to, pretty good handle on it and maybe that's why every every camp had 71 players in it because they can call call back some of these guys if they start having trouble um we'll see if that's the reason that they were such large they were so large on the rosters um and i do think it'll be exciting and i do think colorado has a chance to repeat so anytime somebody has a chance to repeat it's always fun
0: there will be a lot of interest around that and uh, a lot of the other top teams in the league as well. Uh, Tampa Bay uh, still in the mix here, I think, to establish themselves as a real dynasty if they can get back and make it three out of four, uh, plus four consecutive years in the final. That would be something that we haven't seen since the 70s. So or, or early 80s. And, you know, like.
1: Chorts and Philly will get a lot of uh, notice and, you know, we're always going to talk about which coach gets fired first and, you know, it'll be fun.
0: It will be. It's going to be an excellent season. Looking forward to seeing it. Appreciate it as always, Russ Cohen. Thank you so much. And thank you everybody for tuning in to FDH Lounge Mini Episode 1529.